I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. The theme all about how sweet it is. The Sweet 16 uh, is upon us, so it's actually uh, songs that are associated with sweetness. Things that are sweet. It's my man Patrick, the idealionaire, coming up with a new uh, great theme for us. We appreciate his efforts as always. Uh, we appreciate your participation on the Specs Text Line, 512-337-3776. Uh, Harsh Knock Life coming up for you in about 20 minutes. What you got for the people coming up, Harsh? I'm going to talk a little bit about opening day. I want to give a story about that and some of these ticket prices that I saw, and I wanted to see what you thought. But most importantly, we're going to listen to an interview that my man Deion Sanders had, and I want to get your opinion on that as well. No doubt. Oh yeah, no, I love to get. Yeah, is this is this the? um, I've heard people talking about this. What did he? This the one he had the cowboy hat on. Is that this? Yeah, he's talking about single digits. Yes. So Uh, I want I wanted to get your opinion on that as well. No. We'll get into that too, yeah, because I want to. I haven't heard this sound, but yeah. I've heard people talking about it, and I don't even know what he said that was controversial. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, but people yeah. are saying it's controversial. Right. All right, so we'll get into that coming up in Hard Knock Live. Uh, all right, let's get to. There are a couple of stories I want to get to here. Um, and you know what? I'll, we'll, we'll put the. Uh, the Cowboys discussion on the table because the Cowboys, uh, there's a great article about the Cowboys and what they need to do in their middle round picks and how important middle round picks are to the Cowboys. And we'll get to that coming up uh, a little bit later on. But there is there are two stories out there now uh, that relate to the Ohio State and Bama Pro Dates we had to get to because there's a lot on the line, both of the top two quarterbacks that are – well, uh, two of the top three quarterbacks or two of the top four quarterbacks that could be drafted, um, number one and number two overall, uh, having their pro days. Uh, one had their pro day yesterday. That was C.J. Stroud. And today, uh, Bryce Young is having his pro day today. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of different videos and photos that are coming back from these pro days. But people are and people are reading way too much into stuff because it's the it's the silly season. It's the time, right? Yeah, you want to read too much into stuff like that during the silly season. But there is um, there's a video uh, and a photo that has surfaced and kind of gone viral of the uh, the entourage, like the the basically the group the 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 the, the group that the Panthers decided to bring to the pro day, <laughs> well, and they brought uh, they brought everybody. Everybody. They yeah, they brought everybody, man. They brought everybody and their mama to the pro day, pretty much. <laughs> uh they there was a list of all the, the personnel, but it was the owner, uh the owner, the head coach, the GM, the assistant GM, quarterback coach, 
uh, couple of scouts. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Actually, they, no, no, these are they brought. I believe they in all they had nine different. They had more than any. They had more than any other group at the pro day. Actually, I take it back. It was fourteen. They had fourteen yep. people at the pro day. Yeah, that's that's good. And a lot of well, it is good. It that is means definitely they're good. But yeah. a lot of people are saying, are they reading too deep into it and saying because they had so many people at the Ohio State pro day uh, to see C.J. Stroud? Then that's your proof that they are overwhelmingly leaning towards C.J. Stroud over a Bryce Young. I'm with you on that. Over reading that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that means that. I think that. What'd you say? A silly season. It is silly season. I that's think they are leaning that way, though. I, but sure. I don't think that's the. I don't think that is a clue that they're leaning that way. And as a Texans fan, you're hoping that they're leaning that way because um, you want your quarterback. I mean, for well, those for those that are in favor of, of Bryce, Bryce Young, Young, I was going to say yeah, because yeah, some people actually prefer. I was listening to e. Hogan. He prefers C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he's preferred yeah. him for a long time, uh, but he's from Ohio. That is also true. <laughs> uh, you prefer C.J. Stroud, though, too. I do. I've, I've liked C.J. Yeah. Stroud from the very so beginning. I like the way he spins the football. Yeah. Not, nothing against Bryce Young. Obviously, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, but if you look at C.J. Stroud and the way he goes about his business, I'm, 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 all, I'm all in on him. But you cannot go wrong with either one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I actually think. But you, I'm not. I'm not saying you can go wrong with either one. I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen with these QBs. I mean, that's, they, that's they could true. both be great, but they could both end up being bust too. But I will say, I do think. And Frank Reich has admitted he does not have a pre- preference. That's right. The GM of the Panthers, Scott Fitterer. Um, he was in Seattle on their um, front in their front office, I should say, when they drafted Russell Wilson. So he has kind of leaned on that as you know his his ability or at least his tendencies. Uh, they aren't as you know they 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 are they are a lot more progressive. Uh, they're a lot more open than a lot of people are willing uh, to admit because he says, "Hey, I man, we we thought we had a really high grade on Russell Wilson," and then Frank Reich doubled down on that yeah. and said he had a high grade on Russell Wilson when he was coming out. He didn't say how high. Yeah. So basically, they're saying the height thing does not matter to them. They're not concerned about the height. No. I I I think that's a bunch of uh, BS. As a, as a food, as, Do you really? Yeah, I, I think height is a big deal to Frank Reich. It is. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. He can say what he wants, but say, I'm just looking at your history of quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. And your history of quarterbacks tells me you prefer height. Like I said, it doesn't mean that you won't draft Bryce Young number one overall, cause, but I think if he does it, it's more, and what the reports have, have said, his owner prefers Bryce mm-hmm. Young. It'll be more that, in my opinion, say, yeah. than Frank Reich saying, oh, you know, we did all the research evaluation and we thought Bryce Young was the best quarterback. I think Frank Reich likes taller, statuesque, pocket-passing QBs. Like I said, hey, if you look at all my history of ex, at my ex-girlfriends, I like big-booty brunettes. Not does not mean I'm going to ignore the big-booty blondes. So he, he may decide Bryce Young is his guy, but his history says 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or taller. Yeah. Or six four or six five in that range, he has never coached a quarterback that's six that's that's really shorter than six three. Really? No. Okay. I mean, all his quarterbacks have been tall. Well, we'll see what happens. So maybe in his drop. maybe he wants to shake it up, but just saying, going with your history, you there's a certain quarterback that you seem to gravitate toward. Yeah, I'm down with it. I mean, either way, I look at this quarterback group and what's going on with them. Um, there's so many that are out there, and there's going to be even more next year. So do you, you do you make that move? If you're number one, do you take the quarterback, or do you wait one more year? 
If you're if you're Carolina. Oh, you gotta you got you gotta act now when you got yeah. that pick. Yeah, you gotta act now. Okay. You never know what's gonna happen next year. Those right. quarterbacks you think are great may not be so great. Yeah, we've seen that happen. Yeah, guys, they're, they're considered a number time. one overall yeah. pick and they drop off. I don't think it's going to happen Rattler. to a guy like Caleb Williams. Yeah, but it right. could happen. I yeah, mean, that's what he said with, with Sam Howell. It was the same yep, thing. Drake yep. May is in that same situation. Sam Howell was projected as a top three pick in the draft. Yep. And then I remember and then Spencer, everybody was done Spencer with Spencer Rattler, Rattler was like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember those. Exactly. So I, I, I think if you, you take advantage of the opportunity you have right now. So if you're the Panthers, they traded up for this, uh, this pick, and I think – they're going to draft their quarterback of the future, and I think it's the right move. Who who they draft, I have no idea. Like I don't know, and I don't. Except nobody knows what the hell no, they're doing nobody. at quarterback. So you know, I, I'm not going to judge them or blame them if they draft one quarterback and he fails. Everybody's pretty much throwing blank at the wall and seeing if it sticks when it comes to QBs. For sure. That so Bryce Young could end up being like they said the mini Patrick Mahomes. That's basically what they're calling them. And if somebody told me that I could draft a Patrick, well, a, a mini. You know, kind of paint sized version of Patrick Holmes. I probably would take it, right? If he's that, if he is he that? Nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick exactly. Mahomes either. You know what That's I'm saying? That's the whole like, point. Like, yeah. Andy Reid and Brett, you know, Veach, they had you know, a little bit of, yeah. I guess, an inkling that he was going to be special, but they probably know he was going to be goat status type special, right? So. I, I, I'm with I, you on that. You just take your chance with the QBs, man, and uh, I I like them both. I do. I like them both. I don't. I I I like Bryce Young a little bit more than I like CJ. I was Stroud. just going to say if you if you but, were the Texans, who are you taking? Well, I I'm going to go with the Texans. Like if if they, if, if if that quarterback if you, fell to you, if you didn't screw up the tankathon, you mean? Well, yeah. But yeah. even then, even then, they screwed it up. They don't have their choice of a quarterback. That's but, the whole point. But if you were, you got to take whatever's left to you. So okay, so that's my point. Let's just say that one or the other goes number one. Let's say who do you prefer? Um, I would probably right now lean Bryce Young. Okay, then you're probably going to get Bryce Young. Oh yeah. So as a Texans fan, you're probably going to get Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, but I, I don't know what the Texans you, okay, want. Okay, if you had number one, I don't. What, what do the Texans want? I don't know what the Texans want. The no, Texans I'm, are I'm, doing their due diligence. So, what? Bobby Sloak's the new offensive coordinator. D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach. If it depends on what they want. Now, what if they want C.J. Stroud and they don't get him? Yeah, that's true. But that's, it, that's but, what but, happens but, when you screw up the tankathon. But they, those guys weren't there. It was. The only one that was there was Casario. They should have fired him before the game and not Still, let him go out there and coach. And I, I agree I with you on that. That well, they messed that up for sure. So that's their mistake. But don't we can't be wishing that evil on uh, Ricky Bobby. Don't reach. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I not. can't put it on D'Amico because D'Amico wasn't there. But think about it. If you yeah. say they fall in love with one of those quarterbacks and that quarterback is not the QB that falls to them, yeah. I get it. No, that's what I'm saying. But I was just asking your opinion. I'm not even thinking about them because they messed it up. They messed it but up. But if Rod B was in the front office and let's just say you stayed at number one, would you take Bryce or would you take um, C.J. Stroud? If I was at number one overall? Yep. Does, it, it, does my my team should matter? Like what pieces no, I have? I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're you the Texans with all their new pieces. But I'm just saying so I'm, I'm the Texans. I'm the, the Panthers. I'm giving you the Texans because I'm that's your Texans. squad. Yes, I'll take Bryce Young. Okay, so you might end up with him. Yeah. So there we go. I got the O line. I can deal with. Yeah, it. you got. Yeah, he can hide. 
I got he can behind behind Shaq Mason at guard. I yeah. got Kenyon Green at guard. I got Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard. I got an O line. Okay, that can protect. And you got a running game. Protect a quarterback like him. And yeah. you got a running game. And you might, you got John Michi coming back. He's going to be back at the wide receiver position. You're going to upgrade because you might go out there and get a quarterback and a wide receiver at yeah. number twelve. So you might be able to package them two together on the offensive side. But with D'Amico Ryan's being a defensive minded coach. You still got that possibility, too, of me drafting somebody at number 12 on the defensive side of the ball. Very, you, I, I think that's uh, – you know what? Um, uh, right, I'm seeing more and more they're going to go with a receiver potentially. Right, right. I think it's – yeah, it's what defensive end is still there. If that's you can get a true. solid edge rusher at yep. 12, I think they go solid edge, rush, edge rusher. But if all those guys are run through by the time they get to 12, you could go wide receiver because that would mean you're probably getting your pick of any wide receiver maybe yep. at that point, too. Yep, because you got that spot. Okay. Yeah, speaking of uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. ran his 40 at the Ohio State uh, Pro Day and was between a 4-4-8 and a 4-5-3. So, I mean, that's that's all you really need at wide receiver yep. in that kind of speed. So it wasn't spectacular, but he still might end up being the, take, the first wide receiver taken off the board. I think he's my top wide receiver. You, yeah. You, I like him a, receiver, a lot. You gotta, I like him a lot. You guys have a receiver on the board higher than Jackson Smith and Jigba? I really I really do like him, but I also like Quentin Johnston too. I like I like Jackson Smith and Jigba better than Quentin Johnston. Because of his shiftiness? Yeah, he's yeah, more he's twitchier. Yeah, that's acceleration I, yeah. and deceleration. Yeah. I'm not saying I, Quentin Johnston's not a good player. He is. No, I know what you mean. Jackson Smith and Jigba, to me, is a more precise route runner. Yeah. Um, and that's what I need from my wide receivers. I want guys that can – that can create separation via their precision at the top of the route. Got you. From acceleration, deceleration. And that's not how Quentin Johnson operates. He's just a mauler. Like he's just, he's going big body. Yeah, he's big body. Big he's going big, yeah, yeah. big body. He's 50 50 ball, not for me. Yeah. Ain't more like 80 20. <laughs> he's one of them dudes, which hey, everybody's got their own, right. you know, style. Well, I prefer the Jackson Smith and Jigba style. I want that guy. Wait, wait. But if you think the Texans and going in the, we use Debo oh. Smith the way we do model. In San Francisco. What, Debo Samuel? Yeah, yeah, Debo Samuel. Yeah, sorry, Debo Samuel, yeah. Oh. If you're talking about that and going, hey, maybe we can, if we get a bigger guy. Oh, yeah, but. They, we can use him in different ways. They could, but Quinn Johnson's not that body type. He's, he's, too, he's almost too big. He's not compact enough. Gotcha. You need, um, yeah, you need a guy that's, like, really compact. And everybody's looking for that guy, though, by the way. Yeah. Everybody's looking for the next Debo Samuel. Everybody is. They can't, because those guys are rare. They just, you can't find that. That's why you can't that, find them. That, that's why yeah, they that, keep looking for that, them. That, that feel that. Yeah. I always say, like, Jordan Whittington should be end up being one of them kind of guys. Who you tell Buddy, I, I admit, knock on wood, wit. Um, you can't, yeah, you can't force it on him because you can't even stay yeah. on the field necessarily. Yeah. But when he is healthy, I think he's he's kind of one of those athletes. He's one of the realists that is out yeah, there. Yeah, those are certain types of athletes. Uh, and I wouldn't doubt if the Texans, good point though, Patrick, are trying to find that guy to replicate this the positionless football uh, that my man Shano loves to or is popularized in the NFL, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to, uh, you know, that's because we got your Harsh Knock Live coming up, so I want to make sure I give you time. But you guys, uh, Roger Goodell's getting a, an extension. Like, this is happening. We I, we talked about this just a little bit, but uh, they're going, I think the, I think, it's not the competition, it's the compensation committee. Yeah. They have a compensation committee and they got a competition committee. So the compensation committee, they're working it out. Jerry Jones, reportedly, based on Mike Florio's reports, 
Uh, he's the only dissenting vote when the owners voted of the 32 teams when they voted on who should, or at least on who, on if Roger Goodell should get an extension. It was a 31 to 1 uh, <laughs> vote. And uh, he says that it was Jerry Jones that dissented, but who knows? They do have a history, he and Roger Goodell. But and he me- put the business out there and said that's who it was? That's that's what pro football talks about. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I don't, exactly, I don't know if he's speculating that or he got a source that said that, <laughs> or if he because there's no way. He, he, I mean, he would. That's not public information. I don't think. Yeah, it seems weird. No it's, no still weird. it still blows my mind that Daniel Snyder would vote for him. It's like maybe this maybe Snyder, his vote wasn't I there. Maybe he didn't know. He, oh well, you said 31. Yeah, maybe, so. there, maybe wasn't there. Maybe he yeah. sent somebody by proxy for his. Vote, but still, he seems like he'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> forget that dude. Yeah. That dude. That dude told me to sell my team and try to." Like he goes get the government to give after me now? That's true. But you know what those owners, you know, more, what matters to them more so than their grievances? Straight cash, homie. That is true. Straight he is like, that dude is about homie. to make me a uh, liquid billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Yeah. Maybe we'll vote for him that, again. That is why they, you know, that's why they forgive all. Now, Jerry doesn't. Jerry, if Jerry is, is indeed the dissenting vote, he doesn't forgive as easily as the other uh, owners and billionaires. But they love Roger Goodell, guys. They love him. This is going to be his uh, fourth extension. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that, the NFL loves this guy. And I, New York Times, so this is from 2020, so I was trying to get current like information on how much Roger Goodell gets paid. Hard to find current information on it, but this is from 2020 New York Times article. They revealed that Roger Goodell was making $64 million yeah. per year. Yeah. He's made $500 million since he's been the commissioner of the league, and his contract is fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson would like that. Thank you. Every dollar of his contract guaranteed. That's probably, that's probably I think that's the part that Jerry Jones didn't like. Was that it was like, why is this dude getting guaranteed money? We ain't giving yeah. nobody else no guaranteed money. Thank you. So I kind of feel Jerry. I can't feel Jerry. Like, Jerry's like, put some, let's put some some stipulations in this damn thing or something. Yeah. Uh, let's make it incentivized or something. I do think he does have incentives in there, but this is just kind of the base, I guess, is what they're saying. He makes $64 million. And I believe he's going to make more than that on this next one. So, he's, guys, he's going to probably be in the $80 million a year range. Oh, yeah. For his new contract. Just oh, he's making that bread, there. man. He has access to a private jet, but he has to pay back expenses on that. So he has access to it, but he can't just use it willy-nilly. He's got to pay for that private jet. Mm. Man, he's making a, I mean, honestly, Roger Goodell's going to be in a billionaire potentially before he's done in right. the NFL. I mean, he's already made five, $500 million. This was from two years ago. Right. He may probably up to 600 something million now. Roger Goodell might end up being a billionaire before this is all said and done Jeez. as the commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> mm. uh, the most hated for that, no other reason. That's why he's paid uh, to be yeah. the villain. Yeah. Yep. Because the owner's like, listen, man, we don't need people talking ish on us. You need to go out there and be the a hole for all of us. All right. And have people hate your guts. And they do. They boo him at every draft. Right. Boo. He's like laughing all the way to the bank. He's like, boo, <laughs> baby. They, they pay me more money when y'all boo. I get a bonus. I get a that boo bonus. That means I'm doing my job. I get a boo bonus up on this joint, man. Yeah. Please boo me. Oh, yeah. that is amazing. $64 million a year. I love it. And some people would argue he has mismanaged a lot of the big issues. He did. Like they the did. Colin Kaepernick issue. Some people were upset about that. The, um, oh, man, Deflate Gate was a bit of a disaster and a bit of a nightmare. That wasn't good. I mean, there have been some things. Pretty, he's, yeah, there's a lot of things. He's botched a few he's, things. Yeah, he's failed at. He's botched some, but he's, listen, 
As long as he's making them straight, they don't give a damn how many public relations disasters he's no. botched because the the checks keep coming in and the money keeps coming in. I mean, at this point, I mean, the NFL, it's America's number one television show, and it ain't even close. Right. It ain't nothing's close. You're 82 right. of the top 100 most watched television broadcasts last year were NFL broadcasts. Nothing's even close to it. Like it's a, right. So that's why he's getting paid that. It doesn't matter what he screws up. They don't care. Yep. Like, man, Roger, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> wow. All right. There you go. All right, little Roger. All right, uh, coming up in Hard Stock Life, what you got for the people? We're going to talk a little bit of Dion, but we're also going to talk about opening day and the prices for the top. And the cheapest. So oh. we're going to see what's popping with that. All right. Your ball on the budget. You got to listen to that. That's coming right. up right next on Hard Knock Life. Coming up here on Ball Don't Lie. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. And the theme is Sweet 16. Well, not necessarily 16, but just all sweet. Everybody got a sweet tooth, and why not enjoy it today? Because we got Sweet 16 basketball starting tonight. Actually, it'll be starting here in about an hour. We get our first game over in New York City. Nice. New York City. Uh, but it's your boy, Harbaugh Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hards. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass that's in charge of all our themes every day during the week at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, and we appreciate you every time that you are. And I don't, I don't appreciate y'all making fun of Blue Chew. Blue Chew is that extra advantage in the bedroom. Just make sure you do that. But you can hit us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Hardball. Hardball is the code. Make sure you use it. Hey, but I wanted to talk about this since uh, opening day is just around the corner. Uh, Major League Baseball season, we just had a great run with the uh, World Baseball Classic. Everybody enjoyed that. And if you didn't, I'm sorry, but everybody else did. And – it's been interesting because for years we've been talking about trying to make it fun for families, right? You mm-hmm. want to make it affordable. But all these contracts keep rising and rising and rising. So they feel like, okay, we're going to build these new stadiums. We're going to have all these people coming out here. Let's raise up the ticket prices. Let's try to raise it as much as we possibly can without actually gouging people. But nowadays they have been gouged, and there's no doubt about it. So I'm sitting here looking. There was a report that came out, and it was done by Michigan Bets. It's an online service. But it was talking about who from ticket prices for home openers this year. Okay. Not talking about all the other games. There may be some prices you know as well as I do. Sometimes the prices go up. Sometimes they go down, depending on who's coming into town. Mm-hmm. And this is all based on third party, too. So some of this stuff, like Patrick, we were talking about it before with the San Antonio Spurs and trying to get tickets for the Alamo Dome. 
but you had to go through third party on most of them, yep. and they just hike up the prices. And we know a couple people around there that do that. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to bring this up. So opening day for the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins, their first game will be against your Houston Astros, right? Astros! And they are the cheapest ticket for you to go to the game, believe it or not. <laughs> and I think the reason why it's the cheapest ticket is because it is um, – cold in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, they got the dome now, so they should be okay. You should still. be able to go out there. Still cold, man. Still cold. Still cold. So the ticket for the opening day, which will be April the 6th for the Minnesota uh, Twins hosting the Houston Astros, the cheapest ticket for the home opener is $21. The price wow. of a beer there is $5. Mm-hmm. Price of a hot dog, $4. I'll take and that. cheapest parking uh Near near the stadium, you'll get a total of $37 for you to go to the ballpark on April 6th. That's outstanding. That is. That's fantastic. That's outstanding. The Cleveland Guardians, they will be hosting the Seattle Mariners on April the 7th. They have a ticket for $25, $5 beers, four fifty hot dogs, hmm. and $5 parking. Okay. So you get in there for $39.50. The Oakland A's will be hosting uh, the Los Angeles Angels on March the 30th. $21, $7 for the beer, $6 for the hot dog, $7 for parking. So you get into the ballpark with everything for $41. That's a deal. That's a great deal, Damn. especially in Oakland where it's kind of not a good spot. Hey, either. come on. You now. know what I'm saying? My wife was born in Oakland, man. But have you been to the stadium? Ask her if she's no. been to the stadium. No. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, they're Giants fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so, oh, yeah, and they just said that the Twin Stadium is open air now, so you Ooh. are going to be cold. So that's probably why those prices are down. Okay. Well, here's the, the team with the highest price. Who would you think it will cost the most for opening day where the Twins, I mean, the game will be played on March 30th, and I'm just going to tell you this. The ticket for the home opener is $104. What, so which Major League Baseball team has? Yeah. Oh, let me, well, yeah. Let, me give, let me give you all the rest. Okay. $8 for the beer, mm. $675 for the hot dog, $45 for the parking for a grand total of $163.75. Who do you think that will be? Um, is this the most expensive? It's the most expensive opening well, day ticket. Got to be either New York or L.A.? Nope. Where is it? The most expensive outing will be the Texas Rangers hosting yeah. the Philadelphia okay. Phillies. Man. The ticket is what? okay. The ticket is price is, is what Come is the difference. On. $163. At the Gilf? At the Gilf. Come on. Globe man. life. Get out of here. But That's to ridiculous. Your, but to your point, the biggest ticket price is the San Diego Padres ticket. They open against the Colorado Rockies. The ticket for a San Diego Padres game is $143. Yeah, I can see that. But you get $5 for your beer, you get $7.50 for your hot dog, and you get $8 for parking. Mm. Think about that. Those are the two most expensive places to go watch a baseball game on opening day. The Texas Rangers and the San Diego Padres. 
are the two most expensive. Why are the Rangers are so, so expensive? Is the Rangers just because of parking they can jack up because they know everyone has to drive out there because it's in Arlington? Because it's in Arlington, number one. Number two, you have to share a parking lot with Texas Live, which is in the same parking lot as well. And you know what is the price is for parking oh, at Jerry World. Yeah. Jerry World's expensive, too. That's and it's insane. right across the street. That's true, but still. So, yeah. Come on, man. The most expensive parking on opening day is the Texas Rangers. By far. By far. That's insane. So it's unbelievable to I me. I can't believe that. So and and again, the Padres ticket is one forty three. Rangers ticket is one oh four. But the total package for everything that I mentioned that you would get there, a hundred and sixty three fifty for the Padres and a hundred and sixty three seventy five for the Rangers. So I'm guessing the Yankees and the Dodgers are both starting on the road? Yeah, but they would still have their opening day. Okay. Don't forget. They will you. still have their opening day. But the price doesn't seem to be affecting what they do. The Yankees' opening day will be March 30th. Their ticket is $81, $6 for the beer, $3 for the hot dog, and $10 for parking. You get that for a grand total of 100 The Boston Red Sox, also on the 30th, you get their ticket for $70, 9 dollars for a beer, $6 for a hot dog, $29 for parking. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's like, unbelievable those parking prices. Is big, as parking know, is the biggest thing. As we know here on the 40 acres, it's, it's parking is big business, man. It is. It's, it's definitely, big business. And if you park illegally, it's bigger business because oh, they're going to come and mm-hmm. get you. Yeah. Um, so that's my that's my part on the baseball part. But I wanted to listen. I want you to listen to this Deion Sanders cut about single-digit numbers. Now, I want you to think about who are some of your favorite players that wore single digits Throughout your career, whether it's at the University of Texas or whatever college you mm-hmm. root for, um, you start looking at Major League Baseball, you look at basketball, think about all the people that had those single-digit numbers. And then I want you to listen to what Deion Sanders had to say about how you earn those single-digit numbers. Um, anybody here over, over 45? Didn't we have to earn every darn thing we got? Ain't nobody gave us nothing. So this whole new thing, first of all, we got this new thing now in college football about double numbers. We didn't, we had, we didn't have – if somebody gave you a double number in college, that assured that you weren't going to play. <laughs> that, that's, that's how it was, wasn't it? Now it's, it's like normal. And you got to earn stuff. Ain't nobody giving you nothing. We got kids, they ain't played a snap, you know, and you want to be one, one? You know what number one meant back in the day for us? That you were that one. Now you got number one getting a frame toe out of him out there on the field. Like, come on, you got to be crazy. Now it's a fight in the stands because the mama's wearing number one and her son, her baby's getting murdered out there. You know, like, come on. Like, it, it's just a new day. Single digits w- was something you, you had to be him. You had to be him. Now you got Lyman one zeros and threes. Okay, if I give a Lyman that number, the DB or the receiver or the running back can't take that big number, so now I got a deficit of numbers. So all this stuff is strategic, but I'm old school, man. I come from the, the, the place you got to earn it. My school closed that. I went school shopping. I had to get a job and work and earn that. And, and that's why I appreciate those kind of things. That's why my kids have to earn things. Everything they've gotten in life, they had to earn it and work for it. So when when, when you talk about well one hundred percent, I remember that. And I was thinking, you know, when I when I came up to varsity baseball, I was wearing number seventeen because the older guys, 
were were wearing the numbers that they had earned. Mm-hmm. They had put their time in. But my favorite number was 10, right? So when I played varsity football my first year, I had to wear number seven. Yeah. So when but I wanted number 10. So it was like, nah, man, you can't get that. You can wear seven, which is rare because I was single, I was a young football yeah, player. They, single was like, digit they gave me the single digit. Mm-hmm. I ended up starting. But at that time, I was trying to figure out why, why I can't get my number. Well, that that just told you right there. Right there. There it is right there. I like that though. I like what he said. I, I remember that time. We got to earn the single digits. Yep. I got to, I wanted the single digit when I got to Texas because I was number two because of Dion in right. high school. Couldn't get the single digit. Ended up with two one. Just kept the two one. Right. Because I couldn't earn the single digit. You had to earn it. But you but you worked your way to it. But at that, you made twenty one. Right, I was like, yeah, twenty one's my number. Yeah, now. that's I'm like, me. Change number. Now yeah. guys do that though. They change numbers all the time. All the time. They just change numbers. Quick. X just did it because they yeah. he went from eight to one. No, I mean Jordan Winters had like four numbers already. I think he's like guys, thirteen now. Yeah, like guys change numbers all the time. Back in other days, like no, you should get right. your number. You your number. That's you, that's who you are. That's very. It's a very different world we living in. Man. Exactly. Yeah. Right and about Dion that. Dion said it with a cowboy hat on. He was letting you know right off the rip <laughs> with his cowboy hat on. Yeah. No, he was clean. He was clean. I I wonder. What people were, were talking about. That's not controversial. Me, I don't though. think so either. That just makes perfect sense. That's the original controversy was when he was talking about both parents in the quarterback position. Yeah. That to me yeah, is yeah. not controversial. And yeah. That is more controversial than this yes, past statement. For sure. Uh, but Dion's always, he knows how to go viral. I'll just say that. No doubt. Uh, all right. Good hard knock life there. We come back a little off the record on the other side and then uh, we'll get back on the tracks right here on, on Ball Don't Lie 1499. DD. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they bring the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, usually, off the record, means we're going to get all wacky and crazy. Uh, but now we're just going to go check in with one of our favorite people, my man Rodney Rodriguez of Revved Up ATX. He is out there amongst the people because he's a man of the people. Uh, you can go out there and check him out. Uh, he's at uh, East Palmer and Harris Branch Parkway. So he'll give us some more details about that. But he's uh, right now uh, on the line for us. What's going on, Rodney? How you doing, brother? That's right, Rod B. Doing well, man. We're just uh, watching people flow. A very busy spot right here at the Speedy Stop, uh, 5725 East Palmer Lane, right on the corner of East Palmer Lane and Harris Branch. We've got uh, Ryan Ellis is out here. He's going to be driving that Four Loco Chevrolet Camaro. You can look for him out on the Speedway uh, on Saturday. He'll be out in the, the number 43 car uh, for Alpha Prime Racing. So he's here signing autographs. We've got uh, Four Loco. We, we got everything happening here, dude. It is uh, just, uh, it, you know, Rod, I, I'd love to get y'all's uh, opinion on this. You know, for, for many years, folks talked about, you know, Austin, not a major sports town, so forth and so on. Just look at what we have this weekend. You've got all three national NASCAR touring series, and you've got everything happening uh, out at AAC. Uh, to me, this, this is a real deal right here. 
Uh, no doubt. I mean, Austin, not only a pop culture mecca now, but uh, it's also becoming uh, its own sports mecca for a lot of different reasons now. We are a professional sports town now, but Dakota uh, and all of the great events they bring out there. Speaking of, uh, this weekend, of course, uh, you've been talking about it. they got the NASCAR races out there at Coda. Uh, and tell me, uh, you know, uh, Rodney, what you think is going to be kind of the big storyline of these races out at Coda this weekend. The, the, the real storyline, I think, when you factor everything into Sunday, when we go to the uh, Echo Park uh, Automotive Grand Prix, the, the Cup Series race, this race, as we go into the off-the-track stuff that's happened this year with, uh, you know, whether it be drivers that have been fined and losing points and, and monetary stuff. And it's just been it's been a lot of, you know, like the NFL. You, you know, it's always everything happens during the week and it leads up to, to race time with, with NASCAR. I think the the underlying thing with this is there there's a brand-new rules package in place for road courses and for short tracks, and it's virtually untested. They're going to have just uh, less than an hour tomorrow to get out on the racetrack the cup cars you know the the jimmy johnson's and all those guys they'll have a very limited time to get on the track and and really test out this rules package and see what they're able to do and then they have to go back and try to try to tweak these cars and and get them to where they want them for race day and and the thing about it is what this what this the modification thing that's happening it's trying to put it more in the hands of the driver it's trying to take some of the some of the downforce off the car, so we're we're into a slippery slope. We're into an area where we've never been before. I think that's something that we're going to watch on Sunday, to where uh, fit hits a fan, as you say, Rod. That that may very well happen on Sunday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as long as it don't hit the wall, we're good. Well right? done. Like yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> Racing reference there, Harge. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Rodney, uh, man, we always appreciate your time, brother, and we're going to check in with you again coming up uh, in the next hour as well, man, because uh, you're going to be out there for one more hour, correct? That's right. We're going to be out here another hour. Uh, Ryan Ellis will be out here. I think he's going to be here until about 5.30. So uh, he's over in the four loco tent signing autographs. They've got all kinds of cool uh, stuff to give away. But come see us with the horn. It's 5725 East Palmer Lane. The speedy stop right here on the corner. Can't miss us. Come say hey with the horn. All right, Rodney. We we'll appreciate the time, brother. <laughs> uh, that's my man, Rodney Rodriguez of Revved Up ATX. You can uh, catch that 11 a.m. Uh, right here on 104.9 The Horn on Saturdays. He does a great job, as you can hear. My man knows his stuff. All right, we come back. We'll get into Texas Xavier. We'll preview that. Kirk, uh, Kirk Bowles, Austin American Statesman, also with a story about Rodney Terry and uh, really how sought after Rodney Terry is, apparently, uh, for some uh, job openings around the country. And Dickie V calling out the University of Texas. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.